Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we talk books, drink booze, and have beards. All right. As always, I'm Bob of Tells by Bob. I'm the ass of the podcast, Derek. Greetings, children. I am creative consultant, Tonya. Creepy consultant, the fuck Tanya. Was that? I don't know. I was trying something different. No, okay. I'm, I'm not morally opposed to it. It was but funny. I was, it was. I was kind of out of nowhere. It's funny that you'd yeah. mentioned that because as I was sitting here, I was like, almost spur of the moment, going to come up with a new nickname. Yeah. Like I was just like, I don't no. want to be ass anymore. But no, I'm still hey, the ass. It's okay. You don't have to be an ass. I think our, our nicknames are locked in until January. You can you can be thinking you don't between. Don't tell me what you to do. I'm grown. I'm grown. January. January. If you want a new nickname. That'd be a good time. New to year, out. new me. Yeah, uh, new year, I like new. I like ask the podcast. It um, it sounds good. Yeah, mine's so, just cumbersome, like me. So and seven, awkward, se- like you, like <laughs> seven marrying me. What? Cumbersome. Uh, seven marry three. Yeah, the song cumbersome. Mm-hmm. All right, that was a little, deep cut, Bob. Ooh, right. a little bit I have of become no one ever, cumbersome. No one ever oh. remembers who actually does that song, and if they do, I they know. always get it wrong. <laughs> so I got a bit. I got a bit of news. God, great! Now I want to hear that song. As soon as this is over, Lady Friend's playing it. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. fair. So Tor.com reports that Ursula K. Le Guin's Earthsea cycle is getting an adaptation. Hey. Um, what so, kind of adaptation? Okay, so the Deadline has reported that A24 and producer Jennifer Fox will be adapting the iconic series for TV. Mm. And unlike previous adaptations, right. this one <laughs> actually has... Uh, Ursula K. Le Guin's blessing. She's actually uh, on board this time. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So previously, it was made. A Studio Ghibli made an animated movie. What? Have you not seen it? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. No, they did Earthsea, and uh, Sci-Fi did a miniseries. Yeah, I remember the miniseries. Well, so the authors criticized both adaptations for whitewashing the books because Earthsea is very much a like is one of one of the first big name fantasies to really have like a multi-ethnic hmm cast of characters um and she added that the anime was preachy and morally confused and the miniseries was a generic mcmagic movie with <laughs> a meaningless plot based on sex and violence love it so mcmagic mcmagic i just liked that that's great um so uh i just finished the gray bastards by jonathan french how was that okay Here's the premise, guys. Imagine Sons of Anarchy. Yes. But fantasy okay. with half-orcs riding actual giant hogs. Yo! It's fucking great. Yo! See, so I'm at this weird place where I've heard Bob describe two books to me that sound completely ridiculous, but, but then awesome. he says that they're great. One of them was the one that I refuse to this day to read. The Plumas Seg? No. The no, fucking that's a good one. Oh, we split this one or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, Grunts? Grunts refused oh, to yeah. yeah. And you're like, it's awesome and I tried it and that, I was like, That book Ugh. hasn't aged as well as I would have liked. <laughs> and then I fucking uh, but then the other one was Kings of the Wild, so it's like Yeah. Oh. Really good though. Well, so this one like so it's at face value it's a ridiculous premise. But the world building that he's done completely justifies this. And it's very much like very Sons of Anarchy-esque. I just started like, rewatching that. It It's really good. So uh, I think he won this. Uh, this book was a self-published book that he did the science 
the fiction fantasy the science fiction fantasy blog off uh-huh. thing that Mark Lawrence does every right. year. And I think he won it. Um, and because of that, he ended up getting a book deal with Orbit. So Orbit puts it out. Um, it's great. Ton of fun. <coughs> Ton of fun. Uh, if you like the idea of fantasy motorcycles, it's... Uh, but but they're, they're pigs. Big pigs. The only co- One of the only complaints I have with this book is they call them barbarians. They call their pigs barbarians. Like, hmm. oh, that's a barbarian. And I just kind of... That, there's so don't. many things that are already called barbarians that I think that if I read I that, like, it would just kind of get me low-key. Well, it, it kind of just, it I, feel like they're, they're, I feel like he was trying to make a joke that I'm not getting. It's mm. the fact that certain uh, motorcycles are called, like, champions. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so finish that. It was, it was great. Um, so this is our monthly short reads. And uh, I'll give a little background on our two oh, short Tanya, reads. Oh, Tanya, what are you reading? Well. Oh, I'm sorry. Tarly. I listen to a book and I read a book. So I'm yeah, normally yeah, in yeah. two books. Yeah. Um. So recently I read Sphere. Yeah. Loved it. Was that your first Michael Crichton? Yeah. Ooh. Loved it. Okay. Oh, God. They're all so good. But similar movie that I enjoyed, Contact. So okay. I have the book for Contact. Um, Carl Sagan. Yeah. So reading, just, yeah. just started reading that. So excited. Really loved the movie with Jodie Foster and Heard the end Matthew really fell off the... The movie? It, the ending was a little odd, but yeah. it was Well, good. I mean, it was good. I like it because it's like, ooh, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to get into the book and see how... It's different. How it's different yeah. from the movie. Because this is one of the movies that I like. Yeah. And it's a good thing so, you watched so you, it first. You need to... Yeah. Now so, that you've read a Michael Crichton... All his books, while being very different in tone, like in, in subject matter, yeah, they're all that like very sciencey, researchy based kind yeah, of. I, I like, enjoyed. Oh I enjoyed man, it. Jurassic Park, Congo, Congo. fucking great. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm reading Contact, listening to Mr. Bourne, number yeah. two, Well of Ascension. Probably by the time this drops, I'll be donezo done. with done-ish, it. Done-ish, if not done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still reading the same thing, yep. guys. Okay. Short reads. Oof. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go over them real quick. So the first one, they're both on our website. Go to our website under the short reads tabs. If you haven't read them for this month, go go give them a read a doodle. Um, but they are the Mirror Dialogues by Jason S. Riddler. Is the first one. Jason Riddler is a historian and a writer. He created the Brimstone Files for Nightshade Books and has published over sixty short stories and teaches creative writing. For such clients as Google, Cloudflare, and others. A former punk rock musician and cemetery groundskeeper, he lives in North Carolina. He has three other stories published by uh, Beneath Ceaseless Skies. So if you liked this one, you can go down to the bottom and it's got links to like other ones that he's written. The other one is Elegy of a Lanthornist by M.E. Bronstein. M.E. Bronstein is a Ph.D. student in comparative literature based in Northern California. Her work is forthcoming or has been published in Gallery of Curiosities, Metamorphosis, and Literary Orphans, and she sometimes goes by Molly Etta. She's also a graduate of the Clarion UCSD and the Odyssey Writing Workshop. So, these stories. Uh, they share a common... Uh, uh, Mirrors. No, oh, fuck, oh, what? Narr- theme? No, narrative um, device. Um, what do you call that? Very... Uh, Framing. Framing device. Uh They are both 
both of them are hey found documents found, found documents, documents right. yeah. being analyzed by uh was that like academics like that month, i don't know or? i don't know but it was i've what on they, purpose that just I, 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 I have to think that it had to be some at least somewhat on purpose. Yeah. But okay. I just meant that you Oh yeah. No, so no, no, they you, only no, this put was up two? this was the most recent uh, issue of Beyond Beneath. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they probably did. Yeah, like yeah. it was um so yes. Okay. I read both of these stories the first time. Like I didn't I didn't read them when I picked them. I just right. like, oh this Yep, this is been, the latest we, episode. This is what we're doing. This is the latest episode. This is what we're doing. Never had bad stories, gonna roll with it. Um, and the first I would time, say these aren't bad. So the first time I read them, I was like, oh, I don't like these. Um, but I reread them today for recording, and I like them so much more on the second read-through, especially Elegy for a Lanthornist. Um, that but, one was my least favorite. Okay, so, so yeah. let, But let's start with the mirror dialogues. Yeah. Uh, the premise is these folks have found these excerpts from... Uh, basically the dialogues is what it's called, but it's where a woman is teaching her charge statecraft, basically how to, how to become a leader and uh, does it by starting to take her out into the city. I want to talk, let's first talk about the, the girl whose name I can in no way remember because it's really long and doesn't really get Thessa. Thessa. Okay. It was like low key I, irrelevant. I think. I think yeah. Only re- I I was literally writing a note at the end of the story yeah. and had to go look up her name. Yeah, because yeah, it's never said. Because like for one thing, for a dialogue, there who's, nothing is ever who's in talking quotes. for the most yeah. part. It's like yeah, who nothing is ever is quotes, this? which is true. No, there, like, there are you, quotes, but it doesn't say like. And so and so said this. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I had yeah, to yeah, figure yeah, out. Yeah. Um. And I mean, for the most part, it was e- like. It wasn't that difficult to yeah. figure out, but it, it, there was brief moments there was like, okay who. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I just, I don't like that. Anytime that happens, it's taking you out of the story. Yeah. It ruins immersion. So, okay. But, um, so the, Thessa, mm-hmm. autistic? Yeah. That was one of the points I was going to make. Yeah. I think I she, wasn't, I wasn't sure, like. Oh, because so, counting, counting on her some, hands? Well, she's, all right. So she's somewhere. On, on the, the spectrum. Somewhere on the spectrum. Right. And the way she's always... She has a... She has, she has a physical tick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And she also... Make, they make special reference of the fact that there might be a... I think I want to say at one point they mentioned that there's an issue with her. And then they also are talking about the fact that she can't not notice all of the things. Right. The she, way she, all right. Here's, here it is. Um, she taps her fingers on yeah. her thumbs as if she were a child of five summers counting sums or one of the touched who were lost in the spasms of the wayfarer's kiss. And I, that line, I was like, are they talking about like autism ticks? Cause that's, that's kind of what I so, picked up too. So here's what, all right. So she, she can't, the way that she, everything with her is calculations. Right. She views everything as a calculation. Some like when, she, when she's watching the torturers mm-hmm. do their work, for her, everything is a calculation, and she talks about how the torturers can only see a little bit of it, but she can see everything that they're doing. Right. Um, and just the way that you know she can go to a place, she can instantly count how many people. Like, oh, there fifty people died. This one died this way. This one died this way. I noticed the buttons that he was wearing his exactly. father's buttons from right. the corpse, mm-hmm. yeah. stuff like that. Like so. She's. I liked that. That was neat. Yeah. yeah no, that was that no, was, was very cool. Neat. That was very cool. Um, I I did really enjoy that. 
Uh, and there, oh, there was something else about that that I was going to say. Um, but y'all can say something. Can I, can I yeah. tell you my quote? Yeah. I actually have a couple I'm, of notes on this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. tell you what they all say verbatim because they were what I was writing when yeah. I was very caffeinated as I was reading these. Bet. And on in relation to her counting and all that stuff, my exact uh, quote was, <clears throat> this is some Mintat shit. It is. It really is. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say. So remember the whole thing is like she's taking her into the city so that she can see that the city is not beautiful. Like that there is – but the girl never sees that. Because she sees everything. She sees – well, she sees everything but also like just the – it seems like she has problems relating to people. And I I think that her – internal value system is is different because she's well, I didn't quite get that well not that like it's a bad thing but like for her every there there is no good or bad it's all part of the calculation mm. it all like and you Could know when be. she when she becomes the 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 king queen of the city it's not the courtroom it's a permutation room because right. she's always doing calculations like well yeah and i guess like uh t- that supports you in this is um we've got the, I don't know any of their fucking names. The the leader person who's uh-huh. with the charge. Yeah, yeah. The mirror. Yeah, and um, I don't think that's actually her title, but I don't know. With, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah. mean the mirror scribe? The mirror scribe. Okay. Yeah. Which, by the way, before remember what you're gonna say, because my quote, I don't know what a mirror scribe is, but it sounds dope as fuck. It does. Yeah. yeah. Continue. But just talking about like. Um, the charge is like, wow, it's not what I thought it would be at night. And it's like, tell me what you hear. It's like, I thought it would be quiet. Why? Well, they all sleep. Well, not everyone sleeps equally. Some sleep in the day. Some are awake in the night. Like creatures? Well, people are creatures. Some people are creatures. Others are people. And that was that line is from our finger counter person. It's yeah. like, well, some are That's creatures a, yeah. and other others are people. I was like, ooh, harsh. Yeah. yeah. See, I I didn't take it as her like not being able to relate or taking everything into calculation so much as I felt like it was more of since she notices literally everything, she notices that yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff going on, but like there's a lot of good all the well, time everywhere. Well, the way I took it was like, is too good or bad? Is three good or bad? Mm-hmm. They're not. They're just numbers. They're just things in the calculation. If you're adding two plus three, it's not, well, two is bad, but three is good, and it makes five. The, the, my interpretation of it was, for her, there isn't good or bad. It's you are, everything is just an integer in the equation to get us to where we want to be. So, she, you know, that that, mm-hmm. that was kind of my reading on it. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't walk away from the story initially thinking that she was devoid of personal I, attachment to people and things. I got I some of what you were saying, but I chose to read it differently because if it had been that way, I would have hated this story because yeah. of the philosophical bent that it had. Yeah. <laughs> so I chose not to read it I guess it that like way. with her saying like, no, this is still beautiful. Like I, I still, th- I still think the city is beautiful. I didn't think about that as she can't see things as being good or bad. But I, I walked away. It was more of like there is even bad things can be beautiful sometimes. And yeah. she, well, you got to so, keep in mind that she's not saying beautiful. She's saying joy. 
Yeah, she finds she finds joy in things. Finds joy in everything. Because like when she went out and was seeing just people milling about and stuff like that before the riots, she's specifically saying that uh, they're asking like all the bad stuff, pointing out all the bad things, and she's like. Well, there's still way more joy here than there was back at everything else. Yeah, that's like, why yeah, she does, she doesn't go count bodies anymore because like she'd rather be out with the people. There's more joy out here. Yeah, exactly. she doesn't she doesn't go watch the torturers anymore. Mm-hmm. She'd rather go watch the city. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's that was those so, were my famous quotes. But what about the mirror scribes treason mm-hmm. that we get or I, we don't get? Well, I don't think that I don't think she she didn't actually. Do I don't my reading on it was she was a scapegoat that uh Thessa got got well, Thessa got loose and -hmm. went missing, Mm -hmm. and so and then there's all this unrest in the city, yeah, and they're blaming the the mirror scribe is a scapegoat, they're going to blame her for everything, yeah, she's Mm -hmm. the governess, basically. But then Thessa, there's you know, gap in the the records of Thessa comes back takes over and mm. releases my reading is tribe. that there if you read the conversation they had right before that mm-hmm. she's basically leading Thessa to realize that I'm guessing it's supposed to be her father or the person mm-hmm. in charge currently mm-hmm. is a bad person that's yep. doing a shit job that's what and I she, yeah right yeah, so I she's like okay so now I realize that it's my job to fix the fuck ups yeah. to make this city as joyful as I can. And I do that by killing my dad. And I do that by, if not necessarily killing, usurping him. Yeah. yeah. So that was my interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that she yeah. had decided to take it on herself to fix everything. And that caused her to have to flee. And she, the, yeah. mi- uh, the mirror scribe, baller fucking term, uh, <laughs> got, got fucking caught. Yeah. That was the way no, I, that, I, that's, I Well, that. I definitely agree with that, but it, it was definitely like the mirror scribe, I don't think, Actively, I don't think she did it. it I don't know necessarily sort of rebellion kind of deal. Because, yeah, because I think even then, I think she was pointing these things out. I don't think she was expecting no, her I, to do it then. Yeah, I she think was she was pointing this she, out for so that when can, when you do right. become the lord of the city. Don't let it be this way. Yeah, don't let it be this way. And I just, I think my favorite part is when the Thessa sits there and is like, "Oh, well, I, you know, well, clearly something's up because." Our our crops are fine in the right. city, or in, that at, make sense? Yeah, yeah, nature doesn't and bend she, to the laws. She of She basically has done the calculations. Like, okay, well, it seems to me, blah 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 blah. Like lays out the conspiracy. Yep. Like that. I that loved was it. that was brilliant. Yeah, mm-hmm. loved that. Generally, just didn't. I don't like the way the story is laid out. Either one of these. Yeah, you don't it's like this. Framing incredibly or... dry. Didn't like it. This first one was more palatable because it was more of a narrative, I guess. And the second story, okay. We're not, we're not there yet, but I say all that, but like, this is a cool premise. I don't want any more of this. Uh None of it. I liked it for exactly what it was. If it had gone on too much, I probably wouldn't have liked it, but I liked what it was. I liked that there was just piecings missing. Yeah. You got to spot. get, you got I to cut out that. of the dumb shit. You didn't probably right. want to see anyway. Well, there yeah. was still some stuff that might've been cool. Like if, if that's a like legit turned instead of just like leaving and leading a rebellion, yeah. that could have been something interesting, but I didn't, but now it can that's be either the, one. Yeah. It's not the point. Yeah. Really. yeah. No, I, I like this 
framing narrative because this is something that is somewhat fairly common in like Lovecraftian horror. Yeah. No, not that whole like found documents. Well, this like was that, like, basically all of what House of Leaves is, and you read that. Yes. Yeah. That's, House that's of gonna, we're going to talk fun. about that in the next yeah. section. So I think, it, it, I liked it. Uh, I didn't mind the missing parts there. So there's one, there's one thing that uh, I, and it's a problem that I have to deal with myself. Um, if you're writing, all right, for example, okay. So I recently finished, did I tell you Derek that I finished wider shade of wider shade of pale? Uh, you didn't tell me, but I saw you mention it yeah. somewhere so on social media. For those who don't know, I, I had this idea for a story. I didn't know what it was going to be a story, novella, novel or whatever. And I've just, I've always called it a wider shade of pale. No reason. Just always called it that. Um, and, and people been, have been telling him it's his best story idea. Yeah, I've been working on it for years. years. And basically what would happen is I would, for, well, for a, for a long time, I had lo- I had written like a thousand a two words and, I, and it got lost. And I was like, fuck this. I, I hate rewriting. So I was like, I'm done with this. I'm never going to fucking, well, I found those missing words. Hey. And so, but for years now, like I pick it up, write a few hundred words, maybe a thousand words, put it down for months and just like, so but with that it's very much like the story takes place over days and there's lots of time jumps you know like you know you don't need to see the minutiae of every day in the story so but in stories i've written like that what what sometimes happens is like the first segments are very long and then every segment gets like a little shorter a little shorter a little shorter and uh sometimes that works well sometimes it's trash um, and I've read stories like that that's like they front load so much of it in the first part of the story kind of deal so you get these big huge chunks and kind then, of like it the other way more and like then just... you get these little little snippets towards the end and I can see that sometimes it's for pacing and when it's done well for pacing I totally get it but sometimes it's trash this one every segment was a believable length like they're right. all roughly equivalent lengths like mm-hmm. and I, I just I appreciated I that for that, this story yeah. and for both stories I appreciate that for both stories because both stories were the all the segments were relatably believable links not like oh this first section is 2000 words and then next section is 1500 words and then it's like 300 words 300 words 400 words 300 words yeah yeah so yeah that was just a little observation of mine yeah so i i liked this one it was good i mean yeah it's it was, not my favorite story we've no, read but it was but it was serviceable yeah and well i actually kind of liked the found Done correctly, I like this type of story, but I also know you can't. I can't read like a full book of it. Or this was the right amount. This wasn't a very long short story. It was only like three and a half thousand words. It was reasonable, and so it didn't get me annoyed. The reading it the second time made it so much better. Like I literally the first time I read it, I didn't like it. Probably because, like, all the constant immersion breaking of, like, oh, who said, okay, I'm back. And just, like, I also was reading it kind of late at night, and I don't think I paid as close. Like, I didn't quite fully pick up on the the spectrum-ness the first read-through. But the second Mm read-through, I was like, all right, I know what's happening. Was able to pay a lot more attention, really go in on it. And it's now I legitimately really like this story. Point Point of order that's why I reread stuff yeah. because I mean, obviously the way I read stuff anyways, I pour over the specifics at yeah. all times, but the second time is almost always better. Like 
I liked Jade City, the first read. I loved it the second time. Yeah. Because it's just, you, you're you not so paying attention. You know what's going to happen, so you can focus on what well, the craft like, is. You know, you're when we talked about in the previous episode, the fight episode, where you talked about like the fight with Kelsier and the Inquisitor. Yeah. They, it was so stressful. Yeah. For the you. second time. You yeah. The second time, if you go to read it a second time, you're going to, you know how that fight plays out. You so you'll be see. able to appreciate it more yeah. without the stress. Exactly. Uh, life's too short to reread books. It depends, I, it, I have too many books I want to read to I, sit and reread. I used to reread all the time. No. All the time. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't Can't reread books that. anymore. I have way too many books to read and I'm not going to yeah. reread anything. The way I look at it is rereading a book is not rereading a book. Because it's not the same experience the second time. Yeah, or the that's third. fair. So, I also don't like rewatching movies or TV shows really, unless it's like Placid, because that's the best movie ever. Ooh, and you or can watch Lone that Star forever. State of Mind. Ooh, I could watch Lone Star State of Mind endlessly. Or a cinematic masterpiece like Seven Big Samurai. Trouble Little Ti- oh, Big fuck Trouble that Little movie. China. Fuck that what are you movie. talking about? I've never watched Big Trouble uh, Little China. Uh, but spoiler: Seven Samurai don't watch is the it. best. If you watch Big Trouble Little China it's, now, not having seen it when yeah, it came out, like in the eighties. You're gonna hate it because that's well. So many of those '80s movies. If you like didn't Labyrinth? watch them, yeah, like if you didn't watch Labyrinth growing up, you're gonna hate it. When Fraggle you're Rock. Nah. Well, now you're just being. Now you're just being. Oh, whoa, 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 no, crazy. yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> my finger hurts. What is, is it still numb? Yeah, you're probably having a stroke. It's fine. Let's yeah. move on. What's, All right. So the, the second next story is "Elegy of a Lanthornist" by M. E. Bronstein. Mm. So this story. Um, Definitely benefited from a second read through. Definitely, like it went. I actively disliked this story the first time. The second read through went because it was palatable. Well, no, even like <laughs> it, it, I, like look, second read through. I have some serious issues with it, but second read through, it, it's pretty good. Um, I see why they. I definitely see why they included it. Uh, the problem. All right. So, Let's let's talk about the first problem. The footnotes is a Let, problem. Let's before we even do yeah. that. My take. Yeah. Really well done. Really unenjoyable to read. Very okay. cra- crafted very well. Was not enjoyable. You can definitely tell. You know, uh, Emmy Bronstein is yeah. uh, well is is a PhD student in comparative literature, and you can tell like this. This reads much more academically than the other story. Like this is very much like reading academia, Mm -hmm. and which isn't necessarily a bad thing, except for the fact that I don't read that shit for leisure. Yeah, except I hundred percent don't read that for leisure. (laughs) No, I read it for work. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, no, I read this for work. I don't read shit with footnotes for pleasure. Period. Well, I do. House of Leaves, baby. All about so the we're gonna have to talk about that, but there's other some books do really great with footnotes. Oh yeah, there's some do. For example, yeah. uh, the Big Book of Basketball by Bill Simmons. I think that's the name of it. He has footnotes everywhere, but it's it's like referencing audience. Jokes you cannot made. see me cutting him some skeptical ass But it's a whole some... it's a whole book yeah. about the yeah. history of the game, and he intersperses it with footnotes. With funny fucking jokes about that's one thing, yeah. that's like one what's thing. going there, on. There, he doesn't want to disrupt the flow of yeah. what he's no, saying. Yeah, and there, there are some fantasy books that do footnotes. I don't well, think I've ever seen one. I've I've read a few, but here's the thing: um, when they do it, it is typical. Like 
This is a short story with, I think, 18 footnotes. Yes. Okay? It's, which is very... Excessive. Very fitting for an academic work that makes perfect sense. Academic work, you've got tons every fucking of fucking paragraph. Foot, every paragraph. You've got tons of fucking footnotes. But uh, it adds to the realism of the piece. I get it. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm reading it on my phone. Yeah. Yes, they're hyperlinked. I can click that and it'll take me to there. But then I have to scroll back up and find my place every yeah. fucking time. So when I tried to read it, the, when I read it the first time, I was trying to read the footnotes as I went. went yeah. Which is what I was doing. Nope. But I stopped not, halfway through and I was not, just like, yeah. Oh, I not, didn't even finish the footnotes. Yeah, not I got to like it. number four and I was like, no, I literally hate footnotes. I was, if so, it's in a footnote, it's not important. That's why it's in a footnote. Uh, if it was important, it'd be in the paragraph. It does kind of add a little bit of a little bit of context, but the story you could have told this story without any of the footnotes. Yeah, you could have. It would have been just fine because uh, I mean, you basically would have had a story more similar to the first one, the mirror dialogues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I will say I do like the overarching premise of the second story about like the glass trapping memories and you kind of using that as a way to look into the past. That was really fucking cool. That's amazingly cool. The problem is it takes so long for you to figure out where the story is going. Yeah. That was the problem. And then, because y'all were in the other room talking as I'm reading, I'm like, holy shit, she's in a fucking lamp. Yeah. Yeah. This... This act, the actual story is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about the way this is like written. literally written, Not I really. hate it. Yeah. I hate this the way it's framed and written. But the story itself, like glass holding memories, and maybe she's had this fancy glass the whole time, but maybe she doesn't. Yeah, maybe. Well, that glass that she has isn't the actual yeah, real that's, thing. That's one of the footnotes. Yeah. One of the footnotes is like, no, she thinks, but no, it's not. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that, I mean, that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then, you know. So in, at mm, the end, you're left like. What the fuck happened? Well, that's the thing. What did you do? Because like, to me, the importance of the footnotes, and I may have missed something yeah. somewhere along the way. I may have yeah. missed something. But to me, the only footnote that needed to be left was the one that was like, hey, yeah, she thinks this is like she thinks that this is this particular piece of glass, but it's not because like we know where that piece of glass right. is. Yeah. So that to me throws the entire story. Was she the poet, air. and did she kill somebody? What is, What is no. happening? To me, what is this? To me, it's. I loved it. it. To me, it throws that a question in: Is she has she just lost her mind? Yeah. And is making all this stuff up. Or is this real? Was there really? Was this the firefly right. lady trapped in a lamp? Well, the, and the whole, that that yeah. that footnote is what opens really opens it up to ooh, could, yeah. Is she crazy? Did this really happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they no, they cool. phrase at the very beginning of the story well, saying but, that no here, but here's the difference. But it's the though. first piece of evidence well, that well, shows. No, here, that. Well, no, here's to me the difference is. It's a fantasy story that we're reading, and the, the the scholars are saying, "Oh, well, you know, of course, scholar, la la la." Like, yeah, okay. Clearly, this can't be the case, you know. But when you're reading, like those of us who've read a lot of fantasy, when you read that, the scholar is always saying that can't be the case, but really, it is. So the this case. is the first time where they're like, the, "But no, really, yeah, this, this is, is this is an actual piece of evidence that, oh well." Because you're going into this naturally assuming that what she is saying is what actually happened. Yeah. 
Because um, the other thing is, you know, she's talking about like this breeze comes in, like she's in the library, this breeze comes in, it's blowing her stuff, she's having to hold her stuff down, and she's got this piece of glass floating in front of her. And, and everyone else is just cool no reading one, books. No one notices. Not yeah. one person notices, which is another point where it's like, okay, well, maybe she is crazy. Maybe this mm-hmm. didn't happen. I choose to believe that it did because it's, it makes it cooler because it, it's I fantasy because like, yeah. it's fantasy and I like that but really and truly like the lan- like the glass of the lanthorn of the lanthornist or whatever like it that's such a cool yeah. Yeah. cool concept like I prefer the world building on this story so much more than the other the other one the world building was eh. whatever like, there I just was like a, the couple of the words that they chose yeah, there was like the, funda- yeah. <laughs> mirror scribe mirror yeah. scribe yeah there was yeah. fundamentally not much world building there was there was some societal right. world building but, but you could have set that in any fucking fantasy world interchangeably yeah. this one has a very specific and place like the the ruins of this mm-hmm. society is very important to the story like the world the actual world building is really the coolest important. part of the yeah. story and it's very important to it and I just I liked the the depth that the second story felt like it gave. I felt like I really liked the glass holding memories. Yeah. It's a way to and they're like, no, no one would have ever used glasses to help them see because lenses were for looking in the past. It would yeah, not it would, it would change the way you see things. It would not help you see the right now. It helps you see the past. Why the fuck would you put that on your face? And as someone with glasses, I'm like, mm, I like it. Yeah. But, oh, just, it was super cumbersome reading it. I did not like reading that shit when I was in college. Yeah. For research papers and shit. I still don't like it now. Well, so for me, the problem, when I read it the first time, the problem was I had no idea where the story was going. Yeah. Okay. That was my next question was, at what point did you see where it was going? Because I did pretty early on. No, for for me, like the fact that she's going to track. Admittedly, I was taking a jump. She's going to track down the Firefly Lady in a land. Like, from what, like, I was probably three quarters of the way through through before it actually like really starts to kind of go like oh she i get when she see when she's the point i kind of saw maybe where we were going is when she's going from like uh place to place following the bees kind of right. deal at that yeah. uh-huh. everything before that is just dry academia right yeah this is okay now we're we're hinting at an adventure but even then if i remember correctly right after that it kind of goes back into dry academia for a while um and so the second read through at that point, I knew where we were going with this story, and you can pick up a lot more stuff that mm-hmm. fills that in. But if you don't, like, there, there should have been more. Like, if, what I would have liked, I think, would have saved, not saved the story, but, like, would have improved the story is if at the beginning, you know, they talk about, like, well, she went missing. Go more in depth about the nature of her missing, of like, her disappearance. Build, build up the mystery of that disappearance and then I'm much more invested in this story. Yeah. To me, like I was not invested in the like I pretty Who the quick, fuck's a firefly lady? Why do I care that I pretty, she's not I, here? I pretty quickly yeah. kind of the fact that she had gone missing pretty quickly slipped from my mind because it didn't really drive that home. Right. Like, yeah. Really driven that home. Like all right, everything you're reading, this person is missing. Like yeah. under weird, mysterious circumstances. Like the beginning of every true crime podcast episode, they're gonna be like, Hey, we're investigating this case. She's gone missing. She's been gone this many days. Here's what we're doing. Yeah, and so I Give think that. I think that would have yeah. got me more invested to where I'm paying closer attention. Yada yada yada. So 
reading it the second time, I was like, okay, well now, I, okay, all right. And it it really, the story was so much better just from knowing where I was going, you know? And that, that, that made all the difference. Like it's still, parts of it were very dry and academic, but like even the dry academic parts, you're kind of, you're being able to pick out little bits that just really add to it at that point. Because you know, you know what to look for right. at that point. So I, I appreciate this because you're making most of my arguments for rereading things back to me. And yeah. it's refreshing. But yeah. uh, so at what point did you realize this dude probably killed that lady or like had something to do with it? Oh, it's just like, oh, what have you done? Because I was on that track way before that. I was, I was like, but that's admittedly part of that's because of my history of literature. Well, like if you, I didn't, I didn't think that he, I, I didn't think that he had there killed was something her. Shady. But when he's talking about like how he left the flowers, like the glass right. flowers, it's like, and that they were, they were just she never picked him up. It's like, oh, uh, we got a we got a creeper on our hands. Yeah, exactly. I got the I definitely got the ooh boy you creepy. Yeah. Soon as they started talking about sonnets and stuff like that, like. I am a student of literature enough to know that if there's a person writing extensively on a subject and it's the subject that doesn't know that they love them or something like that. Oh, you're going to get murdered. It's not <laughs> a good thing. It's a source of this some bitch. But, you know, is really, and truly, but here's the thing, though. He didn't murder her. No. He, well, any, an argument could be made that he saved her. But it, it was basically rape, though. She straight up told him no i don't want don't, my soul don't save don't save my soul i don't want to live with this right and he did it anyway because he was just so madly in love with her don't that part save her. She that part was saved. like oh fuck and then she's trapped in this thing forever yeah and that whole like oh god let oh. me out let me out let me out yeah i really like the the poisoned honey the references to Ooh, that yeah that yeah. was really cool anything about the poison honey that was very flowery huh pun intended um i really enjoyed that um, I think it's, I just, I like that imagery. Cause again, it's, it's kind of applicable. Yeah. It's applicable to real life. And to now it's like those things, it's like traps you that is bad for you. Like you, you want the thing it's sweet, but it's, it's going to kill you because it's yeah. poisoned. Those kind of no. things. I like it. All in all, if this amazingly cool concept of a story I just didn't particularly care for how it was executed. Like, I just just tell it as a regular story, not as this art academic framing. And I think this would be like a 10 of 10 story. My as thing it is, is, if you're going like to use that style of storytelling, those footnotes needed to be far more relevant than they were. Yes. And, you know, and that's the thing, like, maybe I'm just not smart enough to have got it. But I read every footnote, and the only one to me that was like, Ooh, boys. Yeah, that fake was, glass. Was the, or, was the glass one. Maybe that wasn't actual. It, we think it academically was not actual memory glass or whatever yeah. the fuck it was called. Like that, that part was like, okay. Oh, shit. But yeah. the, rest, the rest of them, like, I, yeah, I, may, man, I man. may have missed something, but the rest of the footnotes, to me, didn't add anything to the story. Yeah. For real. Other than, the only thing that added to the story was the patina of realness like, this is a bit more believable as an academic manuscript. So, here's a question for the for the gallery. Do you think that we're the, this... We're the gallery. You're the gallery. <laughs> well, I'm listening Ew. to the other people who are listening, talking oh. to them as well. We have gals and ga- gals. And gaz. Yeah. Ga- 
A little bit. A little bit. Gals, guys. So, do you think that this academic framing, the way that both of these stories were constructive, like, is it possible that our authors did not have enough of the idea in place to connect the blurb, blurb, blurb? So, like, fuck it, let me just take it as, like, text excerpts because is that a possibility 100 percent. that's a possibility because yeah. i mean like i i'm not an author i don't write things because i have an idea and it's like three inches long i can't make a seven inch long story yeah mm. well that's, that's and what part- if i just like chunk 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 throw it together it's like oh this is just an academic paper well so that going back to what i was talking about earlier about how like you wind up with stories that are real fat at the beginning and then they quickly narrow down yeah. I think that is 100% what happens. People have an idea of the story, they get into it, and they realize they don't have enough meat on that bone. Yeah, and so they just really say, ah, do fuck it. it, I'm done. And so like, they, had enough, they had the initial core idea, they had, they had the meat, and then it's like, oh, piss, I don't really... I don't know how to get this to the, do what The I rest of it, and so you, that's how you wind up with these short, these short blurbs that don't live up to the initial scene that the story... And again, this is when it's done poorly. They're, yeah. When it's done well, it's clearly the... People are doing it for Crap. pacing reasons. Yeah. Also, it's, this kind of thing seems to happen a lot more with mystery or or like horror. Yes. So as the story goes on, sometimes people aren't as sane, so there's shorter things. So that'll yeah. help. Yeah. But also, sometimes you you just can't say as much close to the end because it, it doesn't yeah. doesn't make sense yeah. for you to well, do. But you also that. don't want to. You don't want like if it's a mystery, you don't want to give too much information yeah. like you want the people to feel rewarded like, oh okay i kind of saw that coming yeah but if you spell it out for them they're not going to feel that reward at the yeah. end they're gonna be like, oh well fuck obviously duh they telegraphed that you know so but yeah no but yeah like i would like more of the second story just this memory last thing is super cool but part of me wonders like can our can our author even do that is that it, was that was that not a possibility to give us yeah. like an actual literary version of this? I, so I, instead, I, we're going to get this academic paper. No, I, and I don't mean that to come off as shitty sounding as it does. You do whatever you want to do. No, I just don't like. I don't. I don't think that. I see what you're saying. You're saying did this author not have the material to? Yeah. So they had to. No, I don't think that's the case. I think because like. Oh, you said this was a PhD literary student. Yeah, no. Well, well, but no, my thing is... They probably had hard dick the whole time they were writing this. Like, ooh, eat these footnotes, bitch. Like, all all the parts (laughs) that That's cute that you think they enjoy footnotes. Well, no, like, all the parts that we really don't like about this (laughs) Mm -hmm. are all stuff that add to the realism of it. Like, this very much reads like an academic piece, like all those footnotes and everything. Which it's supposed to read like that. And the structure. And, like, that's just not really what we were, what we really want. But, like, I don't think it... She didn't write it this way because she didn't have the idea. She wrote it this this way. Because this was the idea. This was the idea. Mm. She wants to write an academic... Fantasy piece, okay, and I at least that's what I think. Yeah. I, I, like I, I said, mean, I could appreciate it. I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, trust I'll, me. Honestly, of the two, I'll be thinking about this story far longer than I will the other one because it's a much more intriguing concept. Uh, I still don't understand what the fuck the mirror was in the first one. Yeah, I don't. Well, know. I, I get think, it. You're a mirror scribe, and, well, and what I think it, the mirror is, is our monarch is just, supposed to mirror the world, or the world supposed to mirror right. our monarch? Well, I don't the, get the it. The city is supposed to mirror the monarch, and so I think the mirror scribe is supposed to write a book that is called the Mirror, 
of this person kind of deal. I don't. I don't know. I think a mirror scribe is a person that's training the the statesmen yeah. to lead moving forward. So they're scribing this mirror because they're supposed to mirror. So they're creating the next state that's going to exist. So that's the thing they're creating. I don't even know that they're necessarily creating a book. Well, I no, I, I think because something saying. something that I read in the first part of it led me to believe that there there are actual like the mirrors are actual books. I mm. think, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So this eh. two first story liked it more. Second story is probably going to linger with me much longer. Um, neither one were two read throughs in. Neither one was a bad story. Just not the second story was just not to my personal taste. It's just not what I want when I go to sit down to read a fantasy short story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm reading a college paper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was down to. that was the yeah. issue, and I was going to mention because of the way of what was the House of Leaves or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That I will never read that because this proved to me is like I was super frustrated. It's like, man, I'm trying to get into this story, no, but you don't. I don't want to be jumping around. Well, no, that's the thing. When you read when you read of House of Leaves, you don't. Some people recommend that you don't. Read, read the, the other footnotes. Parts no, that you don't read until, the footnotes as they come up. No, right. I did. I I read another guy that's like, no, stop and read every footnote. But that's the thing. Like some of these footnotes are stories. Yeah. Like it's not like the footnotes are not necessarily like these kind of footnotes. Like some of the footnotes are just like this guy talking about his life and his descent into maybe madness, maybe the reality of things. Da, 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 da. Well, either so, way, specifically yeah. on this one, I just. Yeah, I'm never. I never got to get into the story until I gave up on the footnotes. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Like the the footnotes ruined immersion. Yeah, because up to the point of uh, probably that scene with where she like with the wind that you were talking about. Yeah. Up to that point, I actively really did not like this. Like I was considering not finishing it and then I'm like I'm not no it's pretty it's got short. it's got it's, a it's got a good payoff at the end it's just such a slog to get there you know like, so academic to there get wasn't this. enough spice to get to the like they the spice only starts like any hint of spice two really doesn't start of the way yeah in. two thirds in I I enjoy reading however <laughs> I really struggle when it comes to remembering names remembering dates, remembering shit like that. And so for both of these stories to be nothing but names and dates and historical events of things I can't reference, it was incredibly difficult for me to read these, not only because I was like spite reading in a rush, but just the way these are laid out, it's very difficult for me to have any frame of reference because that's just... It's just hard for me to read stories like and that. See, it's yeah. different, I feel like, between the first two. Because, like, in the first one, there were words and stuff like that that there was no frame of reference for. Like, the mirror scribe yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But that just intrigued me. The other things that I couldn't f- put a connection to in the other one just pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know well, why. <laughs> well, no, I can tell you why. Because in the first one, the words are there, but there's no explanation. Mm-hmm. In the second one, there's eight footnotes of explanation on that shit you don't f- care about. <laughs> but then the stuff you do care about, there's no footnote of explanation. That's yeah. fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, because, well, because in that world, everyone would know what those things are. True. And yeah, and yeah. It, it makes sense. But yeah. yeah. But again, really right. well done. Just wasn't enjoyable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the perfect way to say it. 
incredible, like arguably the better written of the two. Yeah, the but, second one, yeah, mm-hmm. but just not not fun, not enjoyable. Yeah, fucking intriguing is all hell. Yeah, <laughs> love this memory glass. Yeah. All right, Rianco. Ooh. Ooh. All right, so did y'all know they're pumping stuff out these days? They're getting into the self-driving car market. Yeah. I need a self-driving car so bad. I was trying to read these short stories while I was driving over down on the interstate. And so I was like, oh, I just need a self-driving car right now because it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday and I'm going 80. So get this. It's the (laughs) new from Rianco. It's the Driver Face 5000. Okay. This modular system is compatible with most modern cars. Mm -hmm. Just interface it with your car's computer system. Slip the steering device over the wheel, and you're good to go. Let the driver face use its proprietary mapping system to take you to the nearest Rianco service station for some premium leaded gas or to your local Rianco store for the best products around. So it's like, will own... it take me anywhere other than the Rianco places? Why would you want to go to But why would you than... want to? No, but why would you want to go anywhere but a Rianco location? Because I was, I was headed here to do podcasts. But we could record them in a friendly Rianco coffee uh, shop. Coffee, yeah. coffee shop. I kind of feel like I'd get like radioactive. Um, well, that's they do, part they, of the fun. You'd well, glow. they do have that radioactive vodka. Yeah. So <gasps> they do. I could get my superpowers. Ooh. If you, um, okay, let's end, uh, let's yeah, end before, there before, before we, we start. Before we have a disappointing conversation about what Tanya's superpowers are. Oh, yep. did you see me wistfully <laughs> gazing off into middle distance or thinking about what my superpower would be? I would talk to oh, cats. Strong odor. Okay. <laughs> wow, her face is. <laughs> Frozen in in dreamy glee. All right. Well, uh, in, in the coming month, as the delightful red drapes that match your delightful red month? carpet. Coming month? Week? Oh, you man. said the coming month. No, we're recording every yeah. week. We're no. not doing a monthly yes. podcast. This in, is a weekly in podcast. The, in, the coming Sir? Week, in the coming week, as the delightful like, red oh, drapes we get that match your delightful red carpet. And we're not just talking about Bob here. Um, I hope Ew. that the pleasing colors Hot. invoke hunger <laughs> and desire. That doesn't and, invoke hunger or desire. And Bob. may the blessing of the Hot. beard Hot. be upon you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.